Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here, and welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined with one of M Challenge's top 10 finalists. We have Sean Thiber. Sean, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. Thank you, thank you. Mate, I'm excited to spend a little bit of time chatting with you about your experience with the M Challenge, the very first M Challenge. But look, just a few days ago, you found out that you made it into the top 10 finalists. What has the past couple of days been like for you? Uh, yeah, surprising. I certainly wasn't my intention to, to get in the top 10 or, or, or win, win the challenge um, when, I, when I started this, um, this journey. But um, yeah, and, and looking at... Um, some of the photos of the people and their um, their progress, um, yeah. I guess from my perspective, when I when I was made the top ten, I was like, oh, that's um, that's a bit of an honour. So yeah, pretty stoked actually. Well, look, Sean, I don't know about surprising. It's uh, no surprise that you're in the top ten. You put in uh, an amazing work, amazing effort. And I've actually pulled up your your statistics in front of me because we like some, some good statistics. And I think you started off. Uh, about 130 odd kilos and you made it to just 133.5 which I I don't really like to say but yeah yeah. what did we end the challenge in do you remember I think it was a hunt it was 30.7 kilo in in total that I lost so yeah yeah, my math is not that great but yeah (laughs) yeah what I've got in front of me is starting at 133.5 sorry to bring it up again but ending at 102 Point eight, which is losing 30 kilos uh, or 23% of your body weight, if you like some some math there, which is insane, yeah. insane, my friend. Yeah. You know, over over 12 weeks, losing 24% of your body weight, that's 2% of your body weight a week, which is massive and probably the reason why you made it into our top 10. So a massive effort. And again, no big surprise here. You should be proud of the effort that you put in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, like when you when you say it like that, it, it is, I start to realize what I am. Um, not only what a journey, but what a, what an achievement it has been. I guess sometimes when you when you look at yourself daily, it's like oh, I don't really see much of a change. And sometimes we look through that negativity bias. Um, but then you you put it into perspective like that in regards to like twenty three percent. You're like actually that's a lot. My my son weighs thirty kilo, and I'm like I just lost my son. <laughs> yeah, like, and like even that, you know, a quarter of your body weight, which is which is huge, gone, right? Uh, new new lease on life, right? And your whole whole son is is gone. It's almost like you've been uh, pregnant with your son. Now he's now he's out. So, <laughs> congratulations, that's huge. But look, Sean, um, I like to start the podcast uh, with a little bit of an introduction about yourself. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Maybe tell us um, where you're from, what you do for work, and and who is Sean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good question. Who is Sean? <laughs> um, so yeah. So look, my name's Sean Thiber. I I currently reside in a place called Bagara, so um, which is a coastal beach town near Bundaberg. Um, currently, I'm working there as a guidance officer um, in schools there. So um, yeah, my my job is I think I've probably got the best job in education because it's about helping people be the best version of themselves. Um, yeah, helping them work through those shadow shadow emotions and and lead you know thriving and and flourishing lives. So, um, currently in education, I've done a bit of consultancy work for for Grit Applied Positive Psychology um, with with life coaching and mentoring. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I do. Um, it's not who I am. Who who is Sean? Well, that's that's probably <laughs> the journey I'm on at this point in time. And um, 
Look, I, I'm a person who, who practices what he preaches and um, my goal is not to live, but to live well and um, make sure that all of my actions are aligned with my values and virtues. And, you know, one of the things I've taught kids over the years is, um, you know, I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do myself. And, you know, I guess I'm looking at this journey within itself, you know, this, it wasn't just about losing weight for me. I think in, in, um, in the journal log, it was about trying to find a, a greater level of balance within myself and not just physically, but looking at that biopsychosocial model. Um, so, so yeah, like it's, you work with people all, all the time and you're challenging them to be the best version of themselves, but sometimes we, we have to, uh, we, we teach what we have to learn, I guess is probably the best way to say it. So um, who am I? I'm still figuring myself out. Um, I'm on a journey to that, but um, yeah, I hope I'm a, I'm a good person and, and those people that um, connect with me get, get value from the interactions that we have and and we can make some positive change in this world. Wow, I love that. love that introduction and uh, really open up a big big can of worms about, you know, who who am I, you know, what, what, what's my, my purpose? Um, but I like one point that you made about that kind of biopsychosocial approach um, to what you're doing and uh, we have made a conscious effort to introduce the biopsychosocial fitness elements to yeah. the challenge, right? And if you have been listening to the challenge podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, your, your environment, your social setting, you know, that that bigger aspect of fitness that goes beyond the, beyond just, you know, calories and reps, right? Like that's very, you know, biomechanical approach to it. You know, that's all about the kind of biology. And we often forget that, hey, there's a lot more to it, right? And like when we get to positions where we, let's say, gain lots of weight and we're really unhappy with the way we look, maybe how you started the challenge, that sometimes is a, a direct cause from our actions, right? Maybe we did it on purpose, but often it's to do with this bigger picture of this person's life being like, Hey, like, you know, why were those choices made? You know, what situations were we in? What environment were you in? Was that food in front of you all the time? Was it really difficult to go and exercise? Was there high levels of stress? Was there lots of emotional stress? Like, it's just a huge, massive thing. It's really complicated. And often coaches like myself, we get into this nitty gritty area and we go, oh, it's just, you know, energy in versus energy out, you know, eat, eat well and, and, and move more and you'll, you'll be fine. But there's more to it. Um, and, you know, I like that in fitness, we're getting better at the biopsychosocial model. Mm -hmm within uh like healthcare around you know physio osteo that type of world better at the biopsychosocial and i'm, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, it's it's definitely yeah well look i think we we are what we think we are mm -hmm. and that, and that's the key you know when, when when you talk about um you know eating and you talk about discipline um ultimately it comes back down to how well you manage the mind mm -hmm. you know if, if you're overweight and, and, and you continue to reach for those negative habitual patterns generally it's a reflection of you know your mind that's not um it's not structured it's allowed to wander it's allowed to do what it needs to do um mm -hmm. so i think like with anything when it comes to mental health mental health to me is how well you're managing your mind if you're managing your mind well i think you're going to have a really positive mental health if you're not managing your mind well then it's going to lead to potential negative habitual um, patterns and i guess an example for that would be waking up at five o'clock in the morning and going okay it's time to go for a walk or it's time to go to gym mind's like yeah, but I could do with an extra hour of sleep. I'm too tight. Well, no, it's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable and, and stepping out into that. And um, so you, when you let your mind do what it wants to do, um, generally it's, uh, it, can, it can get quite negative. And especially when we're under the pump, you know, when, when, when human beings are, are stretched, 
um, that's when you want to see them really start to reach for those positive habits rather than reaching for the bag of Doritos. It's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have my, my oats or, or whatever it is. And cause I, I feel better for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny when, when people are stressed and they're stretched, how they generally reach to those negative habitual patterns. And it's a lot of work I've done with teachers over the past, like, you know, teachers, mental health is great when it's, when times are good, but you know, if they've got 30 reports that were, were due, you know, four days ago, I can guarantee you they're not they're not sleeping well, they're not eating well, they're not training, you know, they're martyring themselves. And at what cost, you know, you you look at them and they will say, you just got to get to the end of the term. And it's like, well, hold on, we're we're trying to teach our kids to lead flourishing lives. So we're saying this, but on the other hand, that the, the lived experience is we've just got to survive this term. It's not that's not lining up. Yeah, and to make a, 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 a simile to the challenge, you know, some people join the challenge, they uh, get really deep in the trenches of training and nutrition, um, and they might say, oh, I'm just going to get to week 12, I'm just going to get to the end of the challenge, um, without any afterthought of like, well, what happens afterwards? Yeah. Like, how am I going to maintain this? Like, am I going to stay in the trenches and, you know, enjoy the suck of it all? Or am I going to like make some small changes that I can in, in, enjoy and thrive like you know you're suggesting yeah. um but just to bring it back a, a half a step you know you you suggest you're talking a little bit about like those who might be in a not so healthy mindset is how mm-hmm. i'm going to describe it if there's someone listening right now and they might be like well that that, that that's me you know that that's me sean like what, what what can i do um what what steps do you think someone can take to to manage their mind better to take themselves out of that that space and and start to, to flourish again like do you have any advice for people around yeah that? yeah so I, I would look at what is your self self-care plan so what mm-hmm. what do you routinely do so from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep what is your what is your routine so what do you do to to, to disconnect for example you know so for some people it might be like i'm going to go and exercise but before i go to sleep I'm going to spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes meditating or, and I, that's where I just take that moment. I take that day and then it's done. I've, I've made my peace with it. And then I do what I need to do. So when I go to sleep, I can go to sleep rather than sitting in bed going, oh, I'm so tired. It's like, it's 10 o'clock and it's 11 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. My mind's so busy, but I'm so tired. And it's just like, then you don't get to sleep because the mind's mind's so agitated. So it, it has to come back to a discipline and it has to come back to consistency. So, you know, what you do like whatever people need to figure it out so what works for them um they need to be consistent with that so for for me mindfulness and and meditation is is key to to me staying um balanced um and and coming back to the breath and 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 i don't think people realize how powerful the breath is like that that breath is that's the key you know you look at a usc fighter who's getting pummeled in the middle of a ring and you think like They'll be saying, take his head off, whereas the coach is going, breathe, breathe. You slow your heart, you slow your breath rate down, you slow your heart rate down, you slow the, the, the process of fatigue. When you're running um, and then your breath rate goes out of, out of whack, what happens? Your heart rate goes up, you fatigue quickly, and then it's all gone. You're, so coming back to that breath and, and what it allows you to do, it allows you to have a, a conscious experience. So suddenly when you're training and you, I, I like for, for me, it was a lot of walking within this challenge getting to that point where you, you're walking 25k and then feeling the pain but then being conscious of that and then breathing into that and and suddenly it's a really conscious experience so um I, I've, I've tangent it off but i guess coming back to your original question it's about coming up with a process 
and being consistent with it. So like, you know, practice, effort, focus, discipline equals success. So whatever you do, it needs to be consistent and, and coming back to those moral principles, those core principles, sorry. And do you feel that those core principles are some things that you applied to your challenge experience and the transformation that you've achieved? Oh, 100%, 100%. Like it was, um, you know, th this challenge, um, it didn't need to happen. No, I chose it to happen. Um, and it was something that needed to happen for quite some time. But I, I had a moment where um, maybe a week or two weeks before the challenge started, because my brother's like, come do the challenge. I mean, I was like, whatever, mate, you know, I'll do it when I want to do it. Like I'll, you know, when, when I choose to do something, I do it wholeheartedly, but I, I'm not, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And um, I think it was my, my, my uncle's, um, passed away and it was his um it's a funeral or whatnot and um after that evening i'd had a shower and i was i was looking at myself in the mirror and i had this realization where i was like you mate you're killing yourself like you are literally killing yourself this is going to be the death of you like when i say this it was the way i was living my life the way i was managing my mind so that was my moment where i was like okay this needs to change now um, and it was hard. It was hard. But that was the moment where it's like, right, now, what am I going to do? Now, I can wake up tomorrow going, I want to be 100 kilo. And I look on the scale and I've only lost 500 grams. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I might as well just go have another Mars bar. No, practice, effort, focus, discipline, one step after the other, one step after the other. And then over a period of time, you have change. So so that was that was my moment that that really inspired me to take that that next step. Yeah, I think we all have that like one moment where, like you said, you make that choice, right? And it's yeah. interesting to reflect on that moment because sometimes it's just a, a, a glimpse in a, in a mirror or a, a reflection in a window while you're shopping or, or, I don't know, of a car door or something like that. And you go, oh, okay. And then that, that plays in your mind and you, you start to go down a thought pattern of what you suggested, like, oh, I'm, I'm not happy with where I am. And you've got to make that choice, right? And so ultimately you choose, you know, this doesn't happen to you. You choose to make that decision right well we think well, we choose to feel what we feel and, and that's mm -hmm. that's that's my motto is no one can make you feel anything you know mm -hmm. when it's all said and done we choose to feel what we feel someone mm -hmm. someone could be frustrating but we choose to feel frustrated and i think the benefit of remembering that is if you remember that you've always got the power you mm -hmm. can choose to give away your power you know, you can choose to buy into the drama. You can choose to become the victim. You can choose to, to go those negative habitual patterns. But you can choose that as well. Yeah. And if you can remember that, then that is the key because you have the power to choose. You can create whatever life you want to live. And that's up to the individual. So then it comes down to how, how deep down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Because the training is, is like a, um, it's just a layer. It's a layer that allows you to go deeper within yourself to, to help you become aware of stuff that you, you didn't think was possible. I didn't think I could do that. Well, I did that. Well, what could you do next? You know, I didn't think I could overcome that, but you've overcome it. Well, what can you do next? Like we are all, we're all in the process of dying. All of our bodies are shutting down slowly. You know, I might get another 60 years, fantastic. But this isn't going to be an experience that lasts forever. But how many of us are, are, are actually living? I don't know. I think a lot of people are daydreaming their way through life. And sometimes you get that knock on the door and someone says, you've got cancer and you've got six months to live. And then it's like, I need a bucket list. I haven't done this, 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 this. But you've had 60 years to do it. So you've had all the time in the world. And, and that's our most valuable resource. And I think training is a really, 
and mental not mental health like you know when you go in and, and you go and do this type of experience it gives you a real appreciation of how important that time is you know so once you start to be focused and and, and really practice with your your training you miss a training session and you're like oh can really feel it like I, I need that now that's something that's part of my my, my process so and it's time that I, I'm not willing to to sacrifice anymore so um yeah it's, it's really important to make the most of every moment because you know that we don't have an infinite amount of them yeah I can definitely relate with that idea where sometimes we feel like we're daydreaming through life and I see it a lot in younger people. Um, you know, I'm in my my twenties, and I see lots of people um, who are spending a little bit, maybe too much time on on places like social medias, right? Um, in in certain areas, daydreaming about the, the the future or the past, that type of thing. One thing I love about training, talking about training, one thing I love about training, one thing I love about lifting weights is that you are focused in that moment. You're in, you're in the now, right then and there, where if you've got a, a load in, in, in your hands, on your back, where, wherever it is, and you are lifting that weight, nothing else in the world matters except that rep that you're doing, that set that you're yeah. doing, that moment that you're in. And yeah. I think that is is very similar to that meditative idea where you're connecting with your breath. You know, you're connecting with your breath or connecting with the rep or whatever whatever activity we're doing. If we're connecting to that now, that can be so powerful for us to make that moment precious right making that moment count and then then we go wow i felt really great because all i did was have to think about this one thing now rather than thinking about all these reports that are due four days ago <laughs> or these things that i have to do in the future all that matters mm. is right now right but it's 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 the same it's it's a form of meditation like all meditation is is bringing your awareness to the present moment and people a lot of people some people have this idea that meditating is sitting down cross-legged in the lotus posture closing your eyes and there that, that's not meditating oh, you've you, got an om man you got om, yeah, right? oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but you can go for a run that's a form of meditation ultimately your life should become a meditation because you want to have a conscious experience you know mm -hmm. like of the whole experience and, and that's it like I, i'm aware that when i came into this world i came in with nothing and i didn't come in with a um a checkbook with that said you know when you're 20 you're going to get 20 million dollars and when you're 25 you meet the love of your life and you'll have a couple of kids and you know white picket fence 2.2 kids you know blah 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 no i came in with nothing and i'm conscious of the fact that when i die i can't take any of this with me i know that the great egypt pharaohs thought they could and they built massive pyramids and buried all their treasure and buried all of their servants because i thought when we go to the afterlife i want to have it all there with me but you can't take anything with you. So like I consciously remind myself is like, if I came into this world with nothing and I leave with nothing, what have I got to lose? Nothing, because I never had anything. So I'm just going to appreciate this experience for what it's worth, you know, and, and coming back to that level of training, it can be quite quite a, a beautiful experience because when you become so conscious of those moments, like you, you're doing a squat or you're doing, you know, a bicep curl and you can feel, you can feel the muscle contracting and you know if you don't pay attention there's a good way it's a good way to injure yourself i guess and you see it you know people start daydreaming and they're doing squats and they, they're going a bit heavy and before you know it, the, the back goes this way and then boom, they, they're gone you know so um and that's what i love about you know long distance walking for example is when you really get start getting fatigued that's when things get interesting because your mind starts to slow down very quickly um, and you, you have a really conscious experience and the pain doesn't become pain anymore. It just becomes 
a sensation almost, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It's like a, a, you, you observe your pain rather than like feel the pain. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like watching a movie almost. So yeah. yeah. And you're not attached to it. So, and that's, that's it. That's a deep flow of, of, of meditation. And some, for some people, they move into that, that peak or flow experience. You know, you talk about being in the zone. Like if you look at Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal play, or, you know, Serena Williams, like sometimes they play and it's just, it's automatic. Like they're not even thinking it's just, they are in the zone. And, and that's what we call that flow, flow experience, that peak experience where you can just be so immersed in it. And it's just, it's there. And, and it's, it's not only just in sports, but it's in living as well. Like there, there are times when I've taught classes, for example, and we've gone on this journey. And after an hour, I'm like, I, I, I don't even know where that came from, but just like, and everyone's engaged, everyone's there. And it's just like, we're here. Like, wow. Like that was, that was teaching. That was learning. That was, that was something special. So, um, and I'd like to think that we should be, that's, that's the type of experience we should be aiming for in life. Cause you know, for me, that's, that's probably when I've been, had the most fun with it, maybe, or I've enjoyed it the most. So. Yeah. I think that's what we, we would love to feel when we're, when we're training, right. Um, when the, the task that is set in front of us is just outside of our skill set, where it is challenging, it's difficult. You need to focus. And like you said, like if you don't focus while you're going a long distance walk or, or lifting a heavy load, whatever it is like, you know, that's when the reps can be missed. That's when, you know, accidents can happen. That's when, yeah. um, you know, if you're not focused, you're not stimulating the body. If you're not stimulating the body, you're not growing, you're not developing. And if you are in the world of developing your physique, losing weight, whatever your, your goal is, like mm. this is where it starts. It starts in the mind. <laughs> it starts where you're focusing, focus first. Um, and then the rest follows like the principles you're saying, like, you know, you've got to practice, you've got to focus. Um, and then the change happens after the fact. Yeah. As, as is the thought, so is the action. Ultimately we are just the sum of our thoughts. You know, we are what we think we are. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's simple. We are what we think we are. I love it. So good. So good. look, Sean, uh, I want to talk a little bit about challenges, right? And I'm sure that your challenging experience wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. So if you were to go, uh, in a little time machine back to the start of the challenge and think about your 12 week experience. Um, can you speak about some of the challenges that you may have faced throughout the challenge? Yeah. So, um, some of the challenges, well, I broke my finger oh. really early, like really early. Yeah. And, um, so that stopped me from being able to do weights. Mm -hmm. Um, look, I've got a couple of bulging discs, um, and, um, from, from football, some old football injuries. So, Carrying that extra weight, um, I was starting to feel like I was getting like that sciatic pain down my legs and, um, you know, like even trying to tie up my shoelaces, mate, like I just have to, I'd have to hold my breath as I was tying my shoelaces because like I just have this, felt like I was like this tumour around my belly. I couldn't tie up my shoelaces properly. That's it. That's how big I got. And I, um, I guess I'm sharing that with the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the injury side of things was hard, like breaking my fingers. Like, okay, I'm going to get in the train. Look, look, all these amazing programs. I'm going to, you know, do all these, you know, weights programs because I've loved weights in the past, but I couldn't do it. So it was like, well, what am I going to, I'm going to have to now modify. So it came back down to really my diet um, and what things can I do? So I came back to, to walking and I was walking a lot um, and then coming back to stretching and doing some yoga and, and that became my journey so initially it was like i had to surrender what i thought the journey was going to be and accept the fact that you know what sometimes things don't go to plan sometimes like you know there's a roadblock so what do we do do i just give up now and go i'll start the next one or I just go okay well i need to figure out another way around this 
because my goal was not to you know bench press 120 kilo my goal was not to try leg press you know 300 kilo it was to to one i think from memory um to, to find a greater level of balance within myself to, to lose some weight and to rekindle my passion for training so i came back to those goals and i was like right so these injuries can stop me i can use it as an excuse and you know what the, the hardest part of this challenge is like the first week yeah, that's when you're, you're most susceptible to wanting to give up. And as soon as you're faced with a challenge there, that's that's when you really, you meet your maker. And um, so they were my big challenges to begin with. Um, I didn't have a drink um, for that three months. And um, I, to be honest, I didn't find it that hard. Um, I, I probably found it hard. I've got a partner and a couple of kids and, um, you know, not being able to do everything with them. Like, for example, when they want to go and get Guzman or, you know, they're having dessert, like I would sit at the table, I'd share that space, but um, I would not do not do share in those experiences with them. So, um, and then it was hard for me sometimes because you, you'd smell that food and you'd be like, oh, I'd really love that pizza. Like, oh, but then I'd ask myself, okay, does this body need fuel? Because, you know, it's very easy for us to go, I'm not hungry, but I can open a pack of chips or a packet of shapes and, you know, once that box of shapes is open, I, for me, it's like, I need to finish this. Like, who, who leaves like a couple of shapes in a box? You know, you may as well just finish the box. So, um, so yeah, coming back to your, your question there, um, my challenges were physical to begin with, 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 my, with my finger and my back to begin with. And then it was then how do I now immerse myself in this, this challenge and overcome these these challenges there. Um, the, the, the mental side of things for me, um, I didn't find that side so challenging, especially with the food um, side of things. Look, I can eat the same thing every day and that's the type of person I am. I don't need a whole lot of variety. If I know what I need to eat and I know what fuels my body and I know if this works, I can just do my meal prep, do it on a Sunday, pack it all in the freezer and it's done. And I, I don't need that level of um, variety so so they were probably my my biggest my biggest challenges um there were some social events that we had where i would go out and i just became the designated driver um normally that wouldn't be me i'd be the one um probably drinking more than my fair share but um but it was nice to have that experience and you know what the best thing about that was was waking up the next day and feeling normal like I, I have had a drink since the um the, the challenge ended, and not many. Like I probably had three drinks, and I remember waking up the next day going, "I've got a bit of a headache." Like this, I've not missed this. So, um, so yeah, they were probably my biggest my biggest challenges. So yeah, wow. yeah. So it starts off as a, as a physical challenge, and then you know maybe that more uh, you know maybe mental or even like that kind of thought of like sometimes you feel like you're missing out, but yeah. you're often not, you know, like you said, like you're, you're with your family and they might've gotten like Guzman or, or, or something. And, you know, you might feel like, Oh, I'm missing out on that, but you're sitting there with them. You're sharing that experience, right? Yeah. And you might have your food, they have their food or, or something similar. Um, and often it's just a different experience. It's not a missing out experience. Um, and sometimes when we do something like a diet or a training program, one of the first steps is we just take everything away. Like, all right, no drinks, no chocolate, no shapes, no pizza, no, no, no fun experiences with food. I'm going to go eat like the blandest food you'd ever think of, because that's what I think I need to eat because that's what I see bodybuilders eating and you know, that type of thing. Yeah. 
but often it doesn't need to be that extreme. Like we can find a middle ground where we get to enjoy these things. And sometimes we have a new experience with, let's say our kids where we go, Hey, we're going to make homemade pizza tonight. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, f find a, 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 a family friendly way that we can all enjoy this kind of weight loss challenge experience. Right. Did you yeah. find that you went down that path at all? Like talking about your kids and your family where you, they, they were interested in what you were doing or anything like that? Um, interested in what I was doing. I, I, my partner definitely like, so we, I, you know, I would be waking up five o'clock every day and going for my walk. And, um, so she would do her own training three days a week as well. But like when she got into that consistency of waking up early, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting the boys down to the beach, um, and, and just being active from that perspective. Um, and they love that stuff as well. So, um, they, they probably weren't as, um, but they probably weren't as interested in the nutrition side of things, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they definitely, they, they were probably interested in the fact that I, I became a happier person, you know, um, and, you know, playing more basketball with the boys and, and going and kicking the footy down the, um, the oval and, and going body surfing. And, you know, when you're 133 kilos, sometimes it's like, oh, my back hurts or my knee hurts or, you know, I've got sciatic pain. I don't want to do it today. So I think you just become more engaged with them. So yeah, I guess they in, in a roundabout way became more engaged with what I was doing, the active side of things, because I was more active. Yeah. Yeah. And coming back to that initial point before in regards to that I'm missing out, I think it's, it comes back down to reframing. Like the, I would ask myself, you know, does this body need fuel? Cause that's all food is, is fuel. And so I'm not missing out on pizza because I'm asking myself, do I need fuel? No, I don't need fuel. So I'm not missing out on anything. It's the desire. And that's like, I want this. And you know, it's like you, you drive past KFC and it's like the best smell in the world. You eat KFC and you're like, oh my God, I think I need to have a sleep. Like this has just floored me. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's very easy to fall in love with the idea of something rather than the reality. And I think that's, that, that's you know, when, when we, we look at coaching is, really getting the individual to, to be introspective and ask those questions, you know, like, what am I missing? What am I missing out here? And I think when they ask those questions, they come to the reality of I'm not missing out anything. I'm actually gaining something here. So it's actually driving me more. So, um, and, I, and it was great to see so many, um, you know, I think Bridie and Joanna were, were two people who posted a lot on, on Facebook. Well, they seem to come up on my, on my feed a lot. And um, you know, looking at their own uh, own journey, and I have to I have to credit them for the level of vulnerability they shared to to share their experience. They just looked like they were happier people by the end of it, and and, and you know, even the stories they were sharing with the limited in regards to the experiences with their family. I was like, you know, like you can see they're not missing out on anything. If anything, they've gained an enormous amount um, in, in regards to life itself. So. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd challenge anyone doing this type of challenge or this type of, type of internal work because that's what it is. It's it's external effort, but it's internal work. What are you missing? Because I think if you ask yourself that honestly, I think you come up, most times you're going to come up with an answer like, I'm not missing out anything. I may want something, but I don't need it. What do I need? Well, I need quality family time, you know? I need to be able to engage in that family time. I can't engage in that family time if I'm, I'm 133 kilo and I can't type, I can type my shoelaces up, but I, I struggle to. Like I'd have to take one breath and then hold my breath as I was tying up my shoelace. So if anything, I've not missed out anything. I've, I've gained a lot.
So that's it. But it's interesting. That's all happening in the mind. Yeah. You know? So it's about managing the mind, learning to, to refrain, uh, reframe using a level of perspective. So, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I, I love that. That's, you said that really well. Great. Uh, Sean, finally here, I want to uh, speak a little bit about advice. And you've given us lots of advice, lots of usable and workable advice. Um, but if someone was about to start their own fitness journey or maybe start the challenge themselves, um, what advice would you give that person? What advice would I give that person? And that person is coming up to you saying, Sean, what can you tell me? I, I, I want some help. Like what? what can I do to, you know, start this process, get the best shape of my life, you know, start that weight loss journey? Like what advice would you give that person? Uh, Look, uh, I think sometimes less is more, you know, we could go through the quote book and give them all the amazing, most amazing quotes in the, in, in the world. And I think it becomes overloading. Um, I think from my perspective, I'd keep it really simple. And I would say, um, what are your core principles? What, what's your foundation that you're going to use to step out every day. And for me, it comes down to practice, effort, focus, discipline, yeah, and consistency. So those things, how you do anything is how you do everything. So come back to that and start with today. Not not week 10, not week 12, not the final photo. Start with today. Be present, be here now. And like any any when it comes to success, it comes to the process. It's never been about the outcome. It's always been about the process. So you need to define what your process is. And like when you look at this type of challenge, it's it's a little bit easier because you guys have done a lot of work in regards to the nutrition side of things and the training side of things. So, you, so you've sort of tailor-made it to go, look, here, here, guys, like you've got some flexibility here. It's We can create a process for you very quickly. Here you go. Here's your training process. But what's going to be your process to manage the mind? You know, how are you going to get up out of bed at five o'clock in the morning when everything in your body is saying, oh, I really need just to sleep today. What's your process? And that's for me, that, that's going to be really important. So start with today, identify what your core principles are and then surrender, surrender to the process. And if you do that for a period of time, you are going to see results. Now, <laughs> Will those results be um, something that you'll be able to truly appreciate? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Like other people, like you know, my brother and my partner, like, oh, you made the top ten, and and I was looking at the top ten, and I'm looking at all these guys, and it's like eight pack, eight pack, eight pack, eight pack, eight pack, and then there's me, <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, but it's interesting how. As I'm looking, it's like these 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 lenses. It, there's a negativity bias because that's what we tend to do. But we can take these glasses off and, and see the truth. And so I choose to work on myself on a on a deeper level, and I choose to learn to love myself more uh, and this experience more. So um, I know I've, I've tangent it off, but coming back to your question, one is define your process. Two, surrender to your process. Have some core principles. Like I said, practice, effort, focus, discipline, and start with today. That's it. Don't think about tomorrow or the next day or what happened yesterday. Be here now. and The rest will take care of itself. This rep, you know, this set, this session. And 
surrender because it's like being in the being in a river you know every river finds its way back to the ocean you can try to swim upstream but you do that long enough you're going to get a cramp and you, you may drown surrender and that river will take you to the source at some point go with the flow have fun have fun actually put that in there make sure you have some fun <laughs> well sure there's some strong words and um some uh lots of reflective things that we're talking about right lots of concepts uh, that i'm sure many of us listening now uh, we're going to go and have some meditative experiences thinking about what you what you're telling us right now but look sean I'd like to wrap it up here and I want to take a moment to thank you for donating some of your time to be part of the challenge podcast. And again, I want to congratulate you on the amazing result that you've achieved. The effort that you put in definitely speaks for itself. Um, and you should be proud to be one of our top 10 finalists for the very first M challenge. So thank you so much. Thank you. And can I just take a moment to, to obviously thank yourself and, and coach Nick who obviously have done so much behind the scenes to, to piece this together. Um, but there's some other people I'd like to thank as well. Um, on that walking board um, yep. every day that you check, um, there are people there that drove me. And like sometimes I was just like, oh, my God, like, how are they doing so many steps? But it was such a motivation to me. So Scott Newlands, never met you. Thank you. Mozzie, never met you. Thank you. Tracy Baird, I don't know. She would get to 20,000 steps early in the day. And I was like, okay, you are now, you're now my marker. Um, Michelle Lennon, I think. Lennon, yeah. Uh, so these guys, for me, I have to say thank you so much because there's no way I could have done what I've done without the motivation and the inspiration they gave me to actually continue to try fight forward. And and like I said, there's probably a number of them there, but they were off the top of my head. There were some people there that I was just like, oh, okay, awesome. You're pushing me further today. Um, and, and a big thank you to to my my brother. He's I think he's done. This is his third challenge now, and we I got him to. We talked this morning, so we've signed up to do the six-week challenge um, starting on Monday. And um, so, but he's, yeah, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have achieved this if it wasn't for him. I know we probably get a bit competitive with each other, but um, I love him dearly. And I'm looking forward to smashing out this next six weeks with him and um, making sure that he get, he sees the progress that he wants to see. So thank you, Kingo. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.